When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Mike Molina. I think Catherine's going to be around, Andy's going to be around. Who knows who's going to be around? We'll be right back. Kick things off a couple of minutes from now. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. We're rocking out, man. Baby, I'm not fooling. Tom Bernard Show. Uh, I have to ask a question. So, it's a national holiday. There's still nowhere to park around here. <laughs> Why? How is that possible? Nobody's working, but for some reason, there's still nowhere to park around here. 
Yeah, it's crazy out there. Such is life. Ladies and gentlemen, a guy I admire greatly, television news veteran Tim McNiff is again leaving his morning anchor duties at CARE 11. This time after less than a year, the station announced Monday that he will take on a long-form reporting and commentary for the NBC affiliate. Oh, so that's great. McNiff will be launching a multi-platform news and sports digital series for CARE 11. The station said in a statement. What are they? Is that me? Yeah. Uh, no, it's me. Oh, it's Catherine. She was calling me saying, we are here. Yeah, Where we were you? Up. Yes, we you were. We weren't up. No, we weren't. No. I was here. I know you're lying well, through your teeth. Yeah, that's what I do. Liars. When I do, when I lie, I do lie through my teeth. So you did hear about that, that Tim McNiff has gotten a, yeah. gotten a kick upstairs, I guess is the best way to put it. Well, that's good. That's really nice. I like Tim McNiff. He's a very nice guy. He yeah. is a very nice guy. He's got one of those po- annoying positive outlooks on life. It's absolutely true. He's really <laughs> annoying, and he's very positive, and we're all sick to death of it. You know, so actually oh. I should call him. What? Don't Lambert give me that O. Yes. Oh. No, listen, I just wanted to read. Listen to I you. just wanted to tell you that yeah. we watched a horrible, two horrible movies. Two horrible movies. Oh my God! So horrible. And I mean, they're older movies, and I think that they were like really everybody loved them. Older as in what? Uh, a couple of years. I don't remember. Oh, Where was I Boyhood? She... Boyhood. We find. I finally watched Boyhood. Oh, is that the one where they follow some kid growing up for real? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Everyone terrible. loved that. But Why the, did anyone like it? It was so boring. I couldn't even stand it. Loved it, but everyone I've talked to hated it. Yep. I think it might be like a critics liked it kind of situation yeah because of the commitment to making the movie maybe i mean that is a lot of commitment to follow somebody around for whatever what was it 14 15 years or something like that yeah and it's like what happened what what happened if you like you know turned out to be crazy like halfway through were they just like you know scrap everything i don't know maybe that would just be how that boy turned out i don't i don't know i it just was boring as can be yeah it sounds boring it was really boring and then call me by my name oh god that looks terrible oh my it was so boring it was one of those gay coming of age things with a 17 year old boy and like a 35 year old man yeah it's not interesting unless i don't know you're gay and also are a grave (laughs) robber no, I, you mean not gay, a cradle robber, not cradle. a grave robber. <laughs> right there, there you meant. Let's That's go with cradle no, robber. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> in that case, it's it, in that case, it's less of a cradle robber and more of you know like a semi pedophile. It was a little creepy that yeah, way, but um, seventeen to thirty but, is yeah. Yeah. The only redeeming thing about that, I mean, because we've seen this movie so many times. We've seen it so oh, really? many times. It's like it didn't yep. need to be redone. Well, I remember, what was it about? There was about 15 years there where all these coming-of-age movies were out. I mean, Right. You know, yes, just, I do know. Just, yeah, it was like a 90s coming-of-age yeah. thing. And it was just another one of those, which it didn't have anything new to say at all. Um, but the scenery was beautiful because it was in Italy. Yeah. Uh, so Stand by uh, me, Breakfast Club, Almost Famous, Dazed and Confused, Perks of Being a Wallflower, Clueless, American yeah. Graffiti. What is all graduate. that? Are those all grave robbers? Juno. Yeah, these are all uh, coming of age movies, and yeah. they were all oh, yeah. within like twenty years of each other. 
Yeah, and I just I just don't think with the timing, I just don't think anybody really is all that wound up about gay people anymore. No. I don't well, think it's Some people probably relevant. are. I, I don't know. You know, they're... One of the uh, who are the one of two gay guys that came out as openly gay at the Olympics. I can't remember his name, but he uh, he was going after Mike Pence because Mike Pence still has that religious belief. Uh, oh, Adam Rippon, that's his name. Sorry, this well, is the I last guess I'm just so what the hell are you? Yeah, I, had, I got about I'm six thousand just... things open at the house <laughs> and here. I got a I million just, things going think... on. Oh my god! Oh, so I got weird. the movie Wonder. Oh, good. Have Wonder is which? Oh, the the uh, yeah. guest we had on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. No, nope. I want to see that really badly. I'll bring it but back. Yeah, Call Me by My Name was just uh, it was incredibly slow and boring. And the only thing that was different about this movie was that the parents were accepting and like knew he was gay, even though he had girlfriends. I have a question. He didn't act especially. What? How old is the guy that's that's dating the seventeen-year-old? At least thirty. He's at, at least. least thirty. Yeah. Uh, well, I can find okay out how old his actor is. Well, well it is Italy. <laughs> oh, oh man! Whoa. Oh man! Melina's going to be happy with that one. <laughs> I mean, the kid was seventeen at least. At least he wasn't like. But why couldn't they have had him come home from college or something and be yeah. twenty or twenty-one? Or yeah. Why did he have something? to be a child? Why basically? does it always have to be an underage person? It just. I don't understand it. Um, let's see. So, Elio was the guy. Elio. Yeah, that was the boy. Elio, and his actor is. He was actually good. I mean, I really liked him as an actor. Wait, who's the older guy? Was that Oliver? Was that Oliver? Yeah, Oliver. Oliver's actor. Oh my God. He's a real handsome guy who's been in a few things. Yeah, he's thirty-one. Yeah. But uh, the kids' actor is twenty-two. But that's kind of Hollywood for you. Yes. Yeah. They like they like to pretend that teenagers don't exist. That you just go straight from a child to an adult, and there's no awkward, you know, acne years. Well, in boyhood, they went through the awkward acne years. Well, yeah, because that's like real. Yeah. But I mean, look at any high school drama; they're all 25. Yeah. yeah they love those May December romances. Yeah, they do. As they... they used to be called. Man, this plot. It sounds really, really uh, bad. It was. It was just so slow and boring. It just, you know, there wasn't anything exceptional about the writing. The acting was good. The scenery was good, but just the the writing and the direction. I mean, there was just. It needed some good editing or something. It just was boring. Like most movies now. Most movies now are terrible. I'm sorry. They're they're doing a terrible job. I saw Winchester, which was good. I liked it. I mean, I didn't love it, but I really liked it. I thought it was quite entertaining. I do want to see this movie Wonder that we just got in the mail. I'll bring it home with me. And is Winchester uh, an indie movie or is that a Hollywood? Movie? It's an Australian movie. I, I believe it was oh, was made okay. by two guys Australian. I think it was made in Australia. I'm not sure. I don't know. It was. And he's got the Wikipedia out. Uh, we're talking about Winchester, the supernatural horror film. Yes. Yeah. Which it really yes, is. It, well, it's, it's American Australian, which whatever that means. Um, what does that mean? Uh, that's a good question. There's not a whole lot of information about it yet. No, oh, well, not well, yet. Weird because it's already out. The movie's a huge. Although critics stiff. don't like it. Yeah. No, nobody likes it. I liked it. Alex liked it a lot. 
if I don't, yeah, I think Alex it really liked it. I think for the average person out there that it, they're they're not going to like it too much. Um, the acting in it, Helen Mirren's phenomenal. The acting in it is terrific. The storyline's great because it's based, it's inspired, as they say, by a true story that uh, Ms. Win- Winchester actually did exist. She actually did take that house and keep building on it until she finally died in 1922. So if you look at the movie as there's a possibility, uh, look, the doctor who is examining her is on laudanum, so you know he's got some mental problems. Mm, yeah, and she right. has been... If you look at it as as a movie about mental illness, it's a really good movie. If you think it's a horror film... Then it's probably not yeah, that good a horror film. Supernatural horror. It's like what? Well, because she believed that the supernatural were trying were telling her to keep doing well, these right. weird additions, right? Yeah, that's the whole. Thing. But in the movie, did they have like a ghost come to her and say, yes. "Hey, build this"? Oh, okay. No, well, then I guess it is supernatural. Well, I mean, he didn't really come to her and say, "Build this." They just they kept making appearances and all that good stuff. So I don't know. So I, basically. It was less supernatural, and it was more about schizophrenia, almost. More of a drama, yes. then. It's like veiled schizophrenia. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And I, I do believe, by from taking laudanum, that the doctor was seeing things as well. So he was having visions, and so was she. Oh, great. But I don't think most people who, who don't like the movie understand that. They think it's supposed to be a horror film. Uh, well, that's what they're billing it as for yeah, some reason. I know. That's what they're billing it as. It's a bad idea. It's all true. Um, is Lammer Hammer on? Yep. Is the Lammer Hammer's on? Yeah. I um, I heard you talking about this this morning, too. Uh, you know, it's funny. They didn't screen this one for critics, which usually is a bad, bad right, sign. But, right. you know, you were right. I mean, Helen Mirren, I mean, how can you go wrong with her in a picture? Right. But it's be- apparently being billed as something that it is not. Yeah. I, Why well, would they do that? The average person out there uh, is going to, well, because people, some people like horror films. If you build it as a movie about a person who's possibly schizophrenic and a doctor who's possibly addicted to laudanum and and is seeing things, nobody's going to want to go see it. But that's how I interpreted the movie was there were no ghosts. There were just visions these two were having because one was nuts and the other one was going nuts. Well, and it's interesting because the official description from the studio says that she's haunted by ghosts from people who were killed by Winchester rifles or something? Right. I mean, talk about oh. a total bait-and-switch there. Well, I, I yeah. suppose she would envision somebody, you know, did some study. She did a lot of study on people who were killed by the Winchester rifle. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty pretty loose interpretation of the word ghost, then. I mean, it visions, really is, I, yes. I guess that, that, that takes place in your own mind. I, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I, I guess they're trying their best to eke out any business that they can out of the thing by yeah. saying it's one thing and it's not, you know, which is too bad. I, I look forward to seeing it eventually. I mean, if it doesn't screen, I mean, my first chance to get to see it will be on video. So I would imagine that's coming soon anyway. Yeah, it's right around the corner because they're already billing it on, as upcoming on Amazon. Oh, really? Really? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's been about, what, three weeks or something since it's been released? Something like that. Uh, three weeks. Yep. I mean, second. February 2nd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So here's the deal, basically. Um, the one thing about the movie I really, really enjoyed, the one piece of information was, and Mrs. Uh, Miss Winchester is the one who, uh, Mrs., I guess, it well, her name is still Sarah, Winchester. Sarah, yeah. Yeah, Sarah Winchester. She talks about the fact that the reason 
that the South lost the Civil War so brutally is because their weapons couldn't stack up against the Winchester repeater rifle. I totally believe that. Yeah, the Winchester white rifle. According to her, the Winchester rifle is the reason the North won the Civil War. Mm. So oh, yeah, guns at the time were... Yeah. They, a lot of them were like smoothbore, so... If you went more than maybe 30 feet from someone, you basically couldn't hit them except by luck. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Crazy. I don't know. I liked it. I, I looked at it as a completely different movie. I never looked at it as a ghost movie or a spirit movie. I looked at it as a couple of people who saw visions, you know. I thought it was fascinating. Jesus, I just, uh, you know that $20 million inheritance she got in the movie? Mm-hmm. Or in real life, I suppose. Yes. Uh, there's been a bit of inflation since then, since that $20 million is now worth about $600 million. <laughs> So <laughs> That's pretty That's good. the kind of mansion she built, a $600 oh. million dollar one. Well, it's, oh, my God. It's still there in San Jose, California. It still exists. It's like a tourist attraction, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'd love to go see it. I can it. imagine. I would love to go see the, the house. It would be fascinating. But uh, it's not for everybody. But if you look at it from a standpoint that you're not talking about ghosts here, you're talking about one person who's nuts and the other one who's addicted to drugs and is seeing things, That it's a wholly different story then. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they should point that out because I don't think they did that great a job pointing that out. But it was well worth seeing it. I, I, I really did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Um so we should probably talk in the next couple of seconds about, is there anything new coming out? Like, you know, since my family abandoned me and I'm just stuck all by myself, going to business dinners and shoulder to the wheel, you know. Well, I know you like Natalie Portman, and I haven't screened it yet, but um, she's in a, a sci-fi thriller called Annihilation. Actually, they're building it, billing it excuse me, as an adventure drama fantasy. But uh, that's coming out this week. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, again, when you get people the caliber of a, of a Helen Mirren or a, a Natalie Portman in a picture like that, you know, you, th- there's got to be something there. No you know, doubt. I mean, obviously, they're not going to take a film for the paycheck and embarrass themselves like Liam Neeson has been doing. Um, there's my shot at Liam Neeson. Um, no, you know, I agree with I mean, so, so, you know, just for that fact alone, you hope that, okay, Jennifer Jason Lee is in it as well. I mean, she's terrific. So uh, that's coming out Friday, and I'm really looking forward to that. We um, will be right back in a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. 
If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. There's no business like show business. Check and sing along now because there's not a half second delay. I know, that's so weird. Oh, could you hear it? What? Yeah. No, I'm talking about a delay on it. Oh, no, there would be no delay for you singing along. She was talking about when you were here. Yeah. Yeah. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, your top movies of the past week. The Post was number 10, $2 million. That looks just horrendous. And it's, uh, even though it's made, well, it really hasn't made money. It's it's broken even. It's a total flop. It's only in a thousand theaters now. Uh, Number nine, Winchester, another flop. Nobody's going to see it. I loved it. Yeah, well, you know, I I didn't love it, but I really liked it. Number eight, Maze Runner, The Death Cure, did two point six million. Number seven, Early Man, which is a uh, it's a cartoon, right? Oh. It's a stop motion animation, claymation. Oh, it's oh, like yeah. uh, the yeah, California Raisins. Gromit, you know the guy that did yep. that. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's all it's in twenty five hundred theaters. It only did three point one million dollars, so it's not doing very well. Number six, The Greatest Showman continues to do well. $5 million this week, $84 million to make. It's made $154 million. I want to see that. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's really an entertaining movie, and it really has had staying power because it didn't open that big. But it has the drop-off has been so little every week that I think this week, since it opened in, I think it was December 20th, it's been in the top five. I mean, that's pretty amazing staying yeah. power, considering yeah, yeah. all the films that have come out between then and now. Yeah, it's been out nine weeks. It's still in sixth place. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that is good. Your top five, the 1517 to Paris did $7.6 million. It hasn't made any money yet. $30 million to make. It's made uh, $25 million in two weeks. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, has done okay. Uh, $90 million to make. It's made $380 million. So, you know, it's done I love okay. Jumanji. It was good. I liked it. I liked it. Yep, it was a good movie. Uh, number three, Fifty Shades Freed, $17.3 million. $55 million to make. It's made $76 million. Peter Rabbit's uh, number two, $17.6. $50 million to make. It's made $50 million so far. And Black oh. Panther, they say by tonight, by the end of this evening, it will have made $222 million mm-hmm. its first weekend. Jeez. Wow. That's amazing. It costs $200 million to make and probably about another, how much do you think, Tim, to, to uh, promote it? You know, something like that, it might be pretty hefty. I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they poured $100 million into it. They've no. been marketing the hell out of it. They have, yeah. It's but true. at the same time, I mean, you have this wonderful, huge ensemble cast, but not the sort of cast that has a Robert Downey Jr. in it who's going to take $40 million of that budget. Yeah. So it'll make back its money a lot quicker because they're not going to have to be paying back end deals like they do with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that's people true. like that. So yeah, yeah. But worldwide, I, I haven't checked that gross, but I'm sure it's huge. You know, between the so, U.S. and um, and uh, all the other foreign territories, in right. particular China. Um, yeah, yeah, here we go. Um, Forty-two percent foreign. So yeah. Yep, four hundred four million worldwide already. So hey, it's not too bad. <sighs> so that's another Marvel one. 
Yep. Marvel movie. Yep. I thought they were getting done with those. How many stories do they have left? Yeah, uh, they get. They're going to keep making them, just like they're going to keep making Star Wars pictures. Yeah, there's, pretty there's much. There's two more Marvel movies on the way this this year alone. Now, Tim is oh. is Black Panther. Is that rated PG? PG thirteen. It's PG thirteen. The reason I ask that is that a movie theater. Can't remember where it was. Somewhere in America, movie theater. They're letting all the kids in, all the families in to see Black Panther, and somehow, some mix-up somewhere, they showed Fifty Shades, <laughs> whatever it is, oh instead. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I'm sure that went over well. It's funny. You could hear, they, I, for some reason, it was people's phones or whatever, you could hear parents screaming about the fact their children were seeing this. Yeah, like, oh I can't God. imagine that unless it starts. I didn't. I didn't see it. I mean, that's just there are more important films to review that week. Um, but I, does it start with something really dirty or something? I mean, you'd think that once they realized that they would shut it right off. But well, that's somebody must have been asleep at the wheel. It. Here's the full story: moviegoers. Yeah, Moviegoers were Fifty Shades of Confused when their screening of the highly anticipated action film Black Panther was accidentally hijacked by Fifty Shades Freed. Atlanta's Regal Atlantic Station mixed up the two movies on Thursday night, according to those in the audience, meaning a crowd amped up for a Marvel blockbuster was met instead with the final installment of the erotic drama series starring Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan. One Twitter user, at Chef Waits, pulled out his phone to capture the hilarious reactions as a wedding from the drama played on the big screen. Patrons could be heard laughing and shouting, no, no. <laughs> That's what you do hear. You do hear in the audio just keep going, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, what are you going to do? I wonder how accidental that actually was. Well, it's digital, so I don't see how you could... There, I don't understand how that mistake could be made. Yeah. It's not real. Clean turns, well, the Joker, the Dark Knight. Do you remember, Tom, we went to screen. It was the movie that Philly fell asleep at. All of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah, take your pick. Take your pick. Um, did, remember when the projectionist or one of, one of the theater workers brought us up to the to projection yep. room? Uh, yep. And they have, like, this cartridge, this huge cartridge that they plug in, you know, for the digital deal. And it's got the big, I mean, it's got the, the, the movie logo right on it. Yes, it does. How do you get that mixed? I, I would imagine you just mix up theaters or something. I, I, yeah, this was supposed to be in 30, Theater 6 and it ended up in Theater 7 or something. Who knows? I, I don't know how you make that mistake. I really don't. I, I, I don't know if that was intentional or not. Yeah, why, who would want to, what theater owner would want to put themselves through that sort of pain? I wouldn't of a think bunch so. of people screaming and you know, no. who would want that? <laughs> I love that. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Exactly. So, what's the movie I'm supposed to see with with Natalie Portman? What's it called again? It's called Annihilation. I and do. Yeah, uh, I love there's her. some. Uh, again, I, I'm thinking it's more sci-fi, um, but it's she's a biologist and she's on a secret ex edition and creatures or i would imagine mutated or whatever um but again it's, it's billed as an adventure drama fantasy so maybe they're playing it smart and saying hey well you know will people go see it if it's sci-fi and natalie portman maybe right. not but if it's adventure drama fantasy it's all the way they sell these things so who yeah, knows that's true but I, I i'll have a review on thursday of it but um yeah i'm, I'm screening it this week 
And it's released this Friday, right? Friday, yeah. Or Thursday night preview. Thursday yeah. night, yeah. Well, you know, some of us have to go to bed early. So, yeah. you, know. you know, though, there is one movie on video that I've been meaning to bring up. Um, I, I finally caught the screener of it. And um, I would imagine it's out on video, at least um, digital and Blu-ray fairly soon. It's called Wind River. Uh, starring Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, yeah, I saw a preview of it. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really tough to watch, but the guy who wrote it and directed it also wrote Hell or High Water. Mm-hmm. So it has that sort of foreboding sort of tone. You know, it's a crime drama, and it's really, really tough to watch. It is. It's very difficult. Um, but check that out as soon as you get a chance. Why is it getting all these ratings already? Wind River, the movie, is already getting five-star ratings. And it didn't even come out till August 4th. Oh, it came out last August 4th. Oh, it's li- oh it's, so why why are they promoting it so much now? Well, because probably it's a digital release or whatever. Yeah, because I, I saw it promoted on television. So it, 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 it can't... I didn't even... I never even heard of it. Well, here's the problem with the film. It um, was an award total, and it was distributed originally by the Weinstein Company. Uh-oh. And that was a huge problem because that's the sort of albatross hanging around your neck that you don't want. Yep. Especially when you're pushing for awards. So the filmmakers um, fought to get the rights back. And that took some doing. So I know that they originally sent me a, a link, and I don't like watching video links. Just, right, you know, right. Depending on your connection, whatever, it's a pain in the butt. So they asked me, well, can you, you know, we finally got the rights back and we can send you, you know, a DVD. So that's how I watched it. But, yeah, it's it just one of those movies that got totally lost in the shuffle, partly because of distribution problems. And, you know, again, that, that whole association with Weinstein Company didn't help it at all. No, I would imagine but not. But you see it. I mean, again, you know what kind of quality movie Hell or High Water was. I mean, yes. it's that sort of, it's great stuff. I mean, again, it's not the sort of movie that makes you happy watching it, but it's just so incredibly well done. Right. Um, you know, it's just a hard-hitting crime drama. It hits you in the gut. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. I will definitely watch it. I want to get everyone's reaction. Uh, I don't know, Tim and Catherine, Andy, Mike Molina, if you heard what Fergie did to the National Anthem <laughs> on purpose, she did this on purpose, she should be kicked out of this country and never be allowed back in. It gets much worse. At the twilight, here it comes. Whose bright stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the rivers we watch. The way I should mention, several NBA players are trying not to laugh. Or is she just a bad singer or no. what? No, she has great Here, voice. This is part. Well, she's hitting all her notes. Oh, it 
it gets much worse. Uh-huh. She's a little flat there. Through the night. What the hell is Well, I think, you know, she's no Ella Fitzgerald. No. no. For the land of the free. NBA players are trying not to laugh at her while she's singing it. <laughs> now, Melina, if you happen to have Bleeding Gums uh, Murphy singing the national anthem on The Simpsons, <laughs> that's, I think, what inspired her. This was one of the funniest things I've ever... There it is, oh. Bleeding Gums National Anthem. You ready for the a real national anthem? Please rise for our national anthem, Sunday night by Springfield Rhythm and Blues Station. Bleeding Gums, Murphy! Oh, 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 oh
which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Falling asleep right now. Everybody's asleep except for Lisa. Would you put that at the very beginning again? Because I want to see where the clock is when Weeding Gum starts singing. Here we go. Please rise for our national anthem, sung tonight by Springfield's rhythm and blues sensation, Bleeding Gum Murphy. 7.30. Oh, say. When he starts can singing at 7.30, when he finishes at 7.56. <laughs> 26 minutes he's singing the national Who, who actually sang that song? I don't know. Does, does it say? Because he actually has a nice voice. Oh, my God. One of the first people to comment is Mike Bryant, but I don't think it's the same Mike Bryant. <laughs> he looks more <laughs> like uh, Ozzy Smith. God, what a great, what a great bit. I'm telling you what. And you still watch The Simpsons, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. It's still, I think, one of the best shows on television. It's been, what, 28 years now, Mm. something like that? It's been forever. Uh, Yeah, just about. It's just fantastic. It's very, very funny. (laughs) This is the stuff that Homer said. And by the way, at the end of the National Anthem, the only one still awake is Lisa. (laughs) Everybody else (laughs) in the audience is asleep. (laughs) 
She probably is crying with joy because she yeah. loved it so much. Yes, the singing exactly. voice was provided by Daryl Coley, who is a gospel singer. Oh, okay. Or was until last year. When he died? Yep. Oh. He was only uh, 61. Ooh. Well, hope, I'm hoping that God took him up into heaven <laughs> where he could sing more gospel songs for the one and only. <laughs> That's all I have to say. So in any case, uh, Timmy. Yes, sir. You did hear that Tim McNiff is, is leaving uh, Sunrise on CARE 11 to be. He's going to be some big shot at CARE 11 now. What's going on? Tim McNiff is leaving Sunrise, the early show. I'll read the, we, didn't, we didn't get around to reading the whole story. I'll read it here. I should track down Tim and see if we can get him on next hour. I just talked with him a couple weeks ago, in fact. Yeah. Oh, did you? Did he yeah. mention this? Did he mention he was leaving Sunrise? No, no, he did not. No, I liked him. Tim's a great guy. Oh, he's a really great guy. I mean, he first thing he said, said was he asked about my daughter, yep. uh, who's doing very well. And, um, you know, we talked quite a bit about that and uh, just other things. He's a big movie guy, so we talk a lot about movies. Yeah, he loves movies. That's true. McNiff, 55, said the job changed, gives him an opportunity to return to my roots and talk about things that interest me and what I hope people in the community will find interesting. John Remish, CARE's general manager, said McNiff will be creating something we don't have at CARE 11 or in the market, people who tell the truth. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's not what it says. (laughs) Uh, McNiff left TV news in 2014 for a marketing job with Media Minefield after 21 years at CARE but returned in May 2017 to team up again with Kim Inslee on Sunrise. The two had been the longest-running morning show team in the Twin Cities market. The duo shelf life was short-lived, however. Inslee and Care parted ways in October, ending her Sunrise run after 24 years. Uh, of course, uh, it must have been just very painful and horrible, and oh, my God. <laughs> Care 11. Before anchoring Sunrise, McNiff worked in the station sports department for 10 years starting in 1993. Sunrise runs from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Mondays through Fridays. Taking McNiff's spot as morning news anchor will be Chris Laudine. Yeah, I think it's Laudine. A former anchor at Global News Canada who grew up in Vancouver. Laudine's first day will be March 5th. Pretty much doing what I'm doing here, Ladine said during his onset send-off last week during Global News Morning Calgary, where he worked for 14 months before that. He was a host of CTV Morning Live in Winnipeg. He's also worked in newsrooms in Vancouver and Edmonton. Appropriately enough, Ladine's uh, adios ended with the Mary Tyler Moore Show theme song playing. Is that all people? If you go to Minneapolis, oh, Mary Tyler Moore. (laughs) What was that, 40 years ago? Yeah. So, uh, tip of the cap to Tim McNiff. I'll try to get a hold of him and see if we can get him on in the second hour. That'd be wonderful. He's a very good guy. I like his brother, too. His brother comes on a lot of the KQ trips with us. Just uh, a real good family. So, tip of the cap to Tim. He's getting it all done. That's the ticket. Don't you think? Yeah, very funny. Laugh it up, pal. That's all I have to say. I've never seen the Mary Tyler Moore show. What? Uh, Not even one episode. Such oh. a good show. I don't even know where I'd watch it. Um. Um. We TV. It be on like. I don't know where you'd find yeah, it. Yeah, it would That's be on stuff, good... something like We TV or or, or Nickelodeon. Uh, what's they have TV that? Land? Isn't that uh, the name of a station? TV yeah, Land. Yeah, TV Land. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it'd be on there. Uh, it says here, Mary Tyler Moore show. Can be found on Hulu. 
It can. Yeah, it says uh, Mary Tyler. Watch Mary Tyler Moore Show online at Hulu. Yep. Is it two ninety nine an episode? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't, really. it doesn't say. It does I hate say. that when they do that. Something that's been out for a hundred years. Two ninety nine an episode. It's like no. Oh yeah, it is on Hulu. What well, do you think? I was lying to you. Oh, I don't know if Does I believe Dad or not. Uh, you know. Wait, three seasons? Is that all it lasted? No, really? it lasted. I think 10 or 11 seasons, didn't it? Yeah, it is on well, MeTV. Have... I was just guessing, but it actually is on MeTV, too. Yeah, Sunday's at 12 a.m. 12 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's great. Stay up and get drunk <laughs> on Saturday morning. night and watch Mary Tyler Moore. So that'll be good. <laughs> you can get that done. That'll be fine. What, they... Well, for some reason... Hulu only has the first three seasons, so that's a, I don't know. That's weird. There are seven in total. Seven seasons, yeah, okay. So why would they buy three seasons but not last four? Who knows why things happen the way they do, but that was a very, very good uh, TV show, and Mr. Grant. Mr. Grant, nothing much more has come from him trying to hit on that uh, news anchor when he was on. Oh, don't I get a kiss? Where's my kiss? <laughs> yeah. Nothing ever happened to him it's over creepy. that, did it? No, they gave the, the old timer a pass, it looks like, in that one. He's not a nice man. I will no? tell you. He's, he's always very been, opinionated, too. Yeah, he's very opinionated. He's always been very nice to me. Yeah. But I've heard from other people he's a <laughs> flaming jerk. You know what? You got spunk. <laughs> well, I hate spunk. <laughs> I hate spunk. What a great line. Andy, you would find that show very funny. You should watch yeah, it on MeTV. Yeah, I think TV. you would like it. Yeah, Ted Baxter is hilarious on oh, that Ted. Oh. character. <laughs> Ted Baxter is so amazing funny. on that And Betty White. Betty White's always yeah. been... What is she now, 90? 90? Yeah, I think she is. She? I thought she's up. She's I 95? I thought so. God, Betty she, can't be that old. She's 96. What? She's <laughs> 96? Yeah, she just turned Her birthday was last month. month. Oh, my God. She's 96 years old. She could marry Sid Hartman. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be 98 next month, so that'll be good. That'll work out just fine. I love Betty White, too. She's another one. Now, she is incredibly pleasant when you talk to her. She's terrific. Yeah, I've talked with her a couple times, too, as well as um, Ed Asner. And Ed was a good guy with me, too. I mean, I, I don't know. You must have to get him on good days or something. Yeah, but yeah, maybe. This, the, the last time was actually for Up, which was, you know, the Pixar movie. Oh, I just figured out why he's such a jerk. He's five foot six. Oh, my God, you. Oh, he's got that that little guy thing going. Now, some little you... guys, it doesn't bother them. Other than it drives them nuts. It does. It drives some people uh, off the deep end. Oh, my God. His birthday's a day after my sister Bobby's, but he's a little older than she. No, he is 88. <laughs> Ed Asner is 88 years old, so. Oh, he's just a grumpy old man, I guess. Do I get a kiss? God, what, don't I get a kiss? Where's my kiss? <laughs> and then, then, you know, obviously he hit the wall with the first request, and then he just couldn't give it up at the end. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that kiss. Still waiting for the kiss. <laughs> I think I was going to get from you the Ed. kiss. Yeah, Ed settled on Although, I tell you what, he was phenomenal in Up. That movie Up, he was yes. just... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah, that is a, one of my favorite Pixar movies. Yep. Right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what a great Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. I agree completely. 
This doesn't surprise anybody. It doesn't take a nuclear physicist to figure out why young Sheldon flew out of the gate as the hottest new sitcom of the season. As a prequel to The Big Bang Theory, viewers were bound to sample the series, if only to see how a nine-year-old version of the mega-hits breakout character would drive his folks batty in small-town Texas. A Thursday time slot immediately following its big brother didn't hurt either. But 13 episodes in, Sheldon has remained in the Nielsen Top Ten for total viewership by forging its own identity, a strategy that helped Cheers spinoff Frasier develop into the most Emmy-winning sitcom ever. We never wanted to lean on Big Bang, said Chuck Lorre, co-creator of the two shows. According to Lorre, they told themselves, let's build a show that lives and dies by its own merits, not that young Sheldon ignores its roots. The title character's bedroom wall includes a poster of Stephen Hawking, a future friend of grown-up Sheldon who sought the celebrity scientist's blessing before proposing to his longtime girlfriend. In a recent episode, we watched the little Einstein soothed for the first time by Soft Kitty, a song he will continue to depend on whenever he catches a dreaded cold. But in other ways, the two Sheldons seem more like distant cousins. It See, I loved that show. Catherine and I watched the show. We You like it as much as I do, don't you? I mean, I don't, you know, like love it, love it, but I think it's, you know, it's good. Does Jim Parsons like have it. anything to do with it? I mean, does he do voiceover yeah, he, or anything? Yeah. Yep, he narrates. he narrates it. Oh, he does. Okay, yeah, because, yep. you know, I started watching it. It just, for some reason, I just couldn't get into it, and I, I yep. didn't get more than a few minutes, and I kind of gave up. Yeah, he. a lot of people say they don't like it. I, we've, I've had a lot of friends. Well, Darkness Dave on this show talked about the fact he didn't like it. But I uh, I don't know. I just like the whole family situation. I think the family's terrific. I think Annie Potts is terrific in it. Mm. Yeah, she's always good. She's always good. So, yeah, it's it's a good show. Except, why is everybody is everything in repeats because of the Olympics? I think so. There are there are no new X Files. I know for three weeks. Some some shows are just let's not even try. Speaking uh, of that, by the way, Catherine and I've been watching X Files. Could that show get any goofier? Well, they really so went off the wall with the one episode, and that was on purpose. And there was one episode uh, when they did their six episode comeback a couple of years ago that was right. kind of goofy which i really liked actually i did too i liked the, i liked the goofiness of it but my god that are you talking about the episode where he keeps talking to the guy in the parking garage oh yeah yeah oh my god that episode uh, was goofy yeah yeah and it's funny how they do that and then the next week they're back to serious business yes but i like the show i mean i i love uh all the actors in it um you know, Jillian and, and, and uh, Dave Duchovny, but mm-hmm. I also like the guy that played Skinner a lot, Mitch Pileggi. Oh, yeah, Nicholas yeah, Pileggi's wonderful. Yeah, a great cast. And, you know, you even bring the cigarette-smoking back man back for a little bit. For this one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's really good. But, I mean, I, I keep tuning in, trying to watch television, and everything's a repeat. you got nothing to watch. So I last night I rented three movies and didn't finish one of them. I just couldn't do what it. What were they? Oh, uh, God, what were they? I don't even remember. <laughs> Very I mean, seriously, memorable. they were that bad. Um, it wasn't oh, Boyhood, was it? <laughs> no, it was not Boyhood. I was not going to be renting Boyhood. I can't even remember what oh, they were. So I, I just, they were so bad. I couldn't, I tried to watch and tried to watch, tried to stick with them. I just couldn't do it. They were just way too boring. Oh, we also watched Get Out. Yeah, I heard that's terrible. What did you think of it? You know, I was trying to think if it was an all-white cast or an all-whatever cast, if I would like it more or worse. And to tell you the truth, 
I just thought it was bad in general. I, I think it's overrated, but I think the the thing that yeah. a lot of people are looking uh, they're overlooking, I should say, that Tom mentioned right away, is that if you've seen the movie Being John Malkovich, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a lot like Being John Malkovich. It's the same movie. And, you know, I mean, and, and Jordan Peele is being praised for his vision and this and creating vision. whatever. Vision. It's like, you don't have to look. And, and, you know, it's not just Tom and I. I mean, I've, I've read those comments in several places. Yep. So, That's very true. You know, I, I, I appreciate yeah. that. A movie tries to be thought-provoking and everything, but I, I just don't see it as groundbreaking as other no. people do. Again, I've seen no. the story before. I've seen the story before myself. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.